This is Talkin' Mule Deer with your hosts, Steve Belinda and Jody Stemmler. Talkin' Mule Deer takes you on a journey to learn more about the Mule Deer Foundation, Mule Deer and Blacktail Deer Biology and Management, tips and tactics for hunting, conservation issues, and even features some of our corporate and celebrity partners. Now, let's start talking Mule Deer. Hi, it's Jody Stemmler. We are here at the Western Hunting and Conservation Expo with Mule Deer Foundation Podcasts. Hi, I'm Steve Belinda, Jody's co-host, and today we've got with us Colorado Buck. Colorado, thank you so much for joining us. It's our pleasure to have you here. Yeah, it's great to be here. Thank you. I appreciate the invitation. So tell us a little bit about yourself, where you come from, because you don't sound like you're from Colorado, but I know. (laughs) (laughs) I hear that. I hear that a lot. I've lived in Colorado most of my life. I actually live in Texas now, but I spent most of my life in Colorado and just traveled. We traveled a lot when I was young. Spent uh, my young years in Northern California, Southern Oregon, always in the mountains, always hunting, kind of grew up. I didn't have a dad. So I grew up with a bunch of uncles and my mom. My mom was my hunting buddy, and, and I, I grew up in the hunt camp with my uncle. So for, for a little boy to have grow up with no dad, it was turned out pretty cool. Well, that's pretty neat because you hear the exact opposite a lot of times is that the, the mom is not the one right. going out. So that's pretty amazing yeah. and wonderful. What a special woman. Yeah, she, she, she is, and uh, it, it's always yeah, it's been easy for me to talk to women and, and and tell them that like it's any man deal, right? Yeah. This is everybody deal. Right. So it's not it's not for rich people. It's for every people. You know, no matter who you are, what walk of life, this is for all of us. And I've been able to share my message. You know, to, to don't think because you're a woman that you can't make a difference. And I'm proof of that. Absolutely. And um, and it's really been turned into a career. Obviously, I didn't know it was going to turn into, but it's it's. So how did that happen? I mean, how yeah. did you get into this? Well, I, I was. I, like I said, I grew up in a hunting camp, so uh, my first duties was learn how to rake up after the dogs <laughs> and feed water them. But then I ended up guiding. I actually guided my first hunter when I was 12 years old. Really? Yeah. Wow. So it was pretty neat. Which and, um, state was that? That was in, believe it or not, back in Virginia. Back in Virginia. And I, I Where in Virginia? This was in, uh, I lived in a town, believe it or not, called Wolftown. <laughs> and the only thing it had was uh, two stores and two post offices. And I don't know what they did with the other post office. <laughs> was it southwest part of the state? It was, was just central, central, right, okay. right in the uh, Shenandoah. Oh, very good. Okay. And um, we had a little hunting deal. Bears, that, turkeys, and deer then, I'm right, guessing, right? Right, yep, exactly. And then I hunted, uh, I, I don't know if this guy ever went hunting again. There's no way. I mean, I'm 12 years old. And for me to come back to hunt camp with him not having a deer, I couldn't do that. Mm. So he almost killed that guy. To <laughs> deer. And he, uh, he He's said, probably wondering, that's easy for you to do on your 12-year-old <laughs> legs. Like, oh, slow down there, son. <laughs> we, it worked out. We got him. When and I this just, was probably before the big rebound in white-tailed deer. From it was. The, yeah, so it was, it's not like you just wandered out and found a deer. You probably really had to put in a yeah, lot of miles. We did. And, I'm, and if you ask him, he'll, he'll verify it because this is the truth. Yeah. <laughs> you know, this was back in the 70s, and it was, um, that's a long time ago. And it was in the mid-70s. No. So, yeah, you just didn't go out and find deer like you do today. So you started sure. guiding as 12, and then how did that progress to where you are now? So. It, I just, I, I always had to, uh, when I did have an opportunity, I always took it to guide for people. And I guided for a lot of different people, and I worked for my uncles. You know, we hunted bear and lion hounds back in the West Coast all over. That was the mainstay was hound hunting, and they did it for a living. So me growing up in that environment, if you can imagine your your young boy, right, and you've got your uncles are bigger than life, and you're hunting bears and lions, and you go back to school and you're supposed to look at a book and pay attention. I didn't work out very good. <laughs> I just I I never I daydreamed about hunting, thought about hunting and trapping and fishing, and that that's one of the things that uh that I've I've tried to 
talk to people about. It doesn't matter what you do. If you trap, I'm for you. If you shoot a bow, a rifle, whatever it is, you know, we're all – and I listened to Donald Trump Jr. last night talk about that and uh, have to commend him. And I've, I've met him on several occasions, and he's a, he's a class act. And what he said was just right in line with the way I've always felt. Right. It's a right? big tent issue. We're all absolutely, tent. Absolutely. And we need to respect each other and, and be there for each other on that. So, anyway, to answer your question, I never – when I left, when I went hunting season, I'd go do whatever I had to do to get by. And then I quit when it was hunting season, so I took up guiding and hunting. And it's just something I never – I knew, I knew then what I wanted to do, and today, I still love doing it. Yeah. it you so know. you're still guiding, you're oh, still yeah. outfitting. Uh, I started. I actually started my own. Finally, in 1985, I started my own hunting company. I was become an outfitter then, hired guides, and we boy, we were young guys, and we, we thought we were a pretty big deal. <laughs> we, but we started taking. I actually got many, many blessings along my trail. And I ended up on a ranch, one of the best ranches on the planet, and it was a, a big 77,000-acre ranch. Very historic, a lot of stories about it. Where was it. that? That was in uh, Alamosa, Colorado, then, then called the Taylor Ranch. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's actually a book out about it called The Taylor Ranch War. And uh, I was there during that, the writing when that, a lot of the pictures in there, I, me, and, me and the guys were there. What type of war was it? It was uh, it was a, a land rights war. Okay. It was part of the Maxwell and Bobium land grants from the okay, Spanish so the land Span- grants. Okay, big Spanish land grants. Right. And, uh, man, I, I didn't know nothing about no land grants. I was just trying <laughs> to get some people in there and go hunting, and they was it was always something going on. But we, it was in a Rancher for Wildlife program. Mm. So we were we were calling elk. I mean, we could hunt them in September with rifles. So we, I mean, we didn't, you didn't have to be that good to look real good, yeah. you know. And um, we ended up starting getting a name out there in the very first show night and hail they're pretty historic yes. oh yeah yep. uh, i t- this just goes back so far um i i got them i guided them to their first elk that they ever took successfully they've been on a few hunts they come out and i got them a bull and david hale walked up and he was a three the bull scored 363 wow, that's a nice and i was looking for an out of one he goes is that a big one i'm like <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's a big one. Yes. So, and I learned that I was I had a lot to learn because two years they come hunt with me every year after that. And then um, I I was looking on the on the table at the camp, and there was this magazine there, and it said, "Get tips from the elk experts." And it was David and Heron Long. I'm doing something wrong. They've been doing it for two years, and they're experts now. <laughs> but I was fortunate to meet a lot of people, and the shows that they did with me, it was they were big hits. And um, then I did. So a lot of guys that's not even around anymore. Uh, it's a lot of the Mossy Oak guys. The Primos guys started mm-hmm. their elk hunting with me out there. So looking back, I mean, there was a lot of the people that first started. They was just making videos back then, and so right. was we. Yeah. So was we. So there's a lot of history there, a lot of great things, memories, and friendships. That you know, I don't know where else you go besides our industry and our sport. Where. Where do you go? Do you go play golf and make <laughs> memories like that or badminton? I don't know. I'm not knocking either one of them if that's your thing. Right. I'm just yeah. saying that the time that you spend outdoors with your friends or family, generally there's so many lifelong endless memories that come from those trips. Right. So, you know, you, I grew up in a, a similar family that was, you know, people ask me, when did you think you wanted to stay in the conservation business of hunting fish? And I tell them, I, said, I can't remember when I didn't want to be in that. I mean, right. from my earliest memories, it right. was about hunting fishing family you know wanting to give back you know as a biologist and and you know it it's 
I can't relate to someone who has never thought like that. And it sounds like you've got something similar too. It was yeah. sort of bred into you and, you know. Um, it's who you are. Yeah. Right. Who you and are. I, you know, I was exposed to it. So that's the key, right? If I hadn't have been exposed to it, I wouldn't have known. Right. And that's one of the things, like, doesn't matter uh, who you are. If, if you get an opportunity to take someone in the field and share that with them, don't pass that up because you never know where in the world it might take somebody, you know what I mean? <laughs> and with that said, your show is Where in the World is Colorado Buck, where is that correct? That's it. Uh, and it's right now, um, as far as I know, it's the longest running year-round show there is out really? there. Really? How long? It's, it's in the 30 Roughly. years. 30 <laughs> That's years. amazing. But, I, you know, I finally, I've watched so much change in the industry and a lot of things come and go. And, and one thing I finally did realize, you know, this, this is a gift. It, to me, a gift from God. And so, what do I do with this gift? It's a tool, too, okay? So, we, so we're going out in front of millions and millions and millions of people, right? We fall out in about nine different countries. So I got, now what do I do with this? Do I make myself a big deal and, you know, or do I take this tool and see what good I can do with it? And that's what I try to do. So keeping that in my mind, each year I try to take, I do a kid's hunt. Maybe you're a single parent or no parent child. Maybe you're a... Um, Maybe you're physically, you have some physical challenges. Maybe you have time challenges, military. I just try to do something each year, at least with one of them groups. And if, uh, and I tell you what, I encourage anybody else that has a tool like that to, to, to use it for some good, right? Yeah. Let's expose some things that we can help maybe raise some funds for. Matter of fact, I'll, t I'll tell you right here at this uh, convention today, there's the Wishes for Warriors. Yes. They're here. We, and this is, this is a great example. As we speak, their show that they did with me is airing. Oh, really? Right now, it's, it's on the Pursuit Channel. Well, that's, that's, that's where we call home. We hang our hat there now, mm -hmm. proudly. Yes. And we also are kind of proud. Bam, Bam, great big, Brian Marshall, great mm -hmm. big guy. They call him Bam. He's, he's got a heart big as Texas. After the show, we filmed that show and aired it. We, we got for them 22 new ranches to hunt, take veterans on. Oh, and great. 44 major financial contributions for that organization. Well, explain a little bit about wish, what Wishes for Warriors does. Wishes for Warriors is a program. And these, are, these are veterans taking veterans. Okay, So everybody, there's not anybody in there that's not a veteran. And everybody that's in that organization has, has been the places that the guys that's coming there have been. So they really got a heart-to-heart -heart story. But hey, I, hey, brother, I've been, been there. there. I've done that. So a lot of them. We, we set up some hunts, and, um, and we're going to continue to do this, by the way. We uh, set up a place where they could take 10 or more hunters at a time. And when, that, when they come down there, there's a lot of them. That, you know, obviously, they've been in some very traumatic situations, missing limbs, very, very scarred up and all. And to see the look on their face when they came into the hunt, came through the gates, you know, just getting to meet them. And then watch that transformation. They're sitting around campfires. We're meeting, talking, and, and they're talking to people that's been in the same cities and the same battles and wars. And you start slowly but surely seeing these smiles come on these people's faces. And then getting them in the field again. We, we shot does. We shot cold. It wasn't about, again, it's about, it's about hunting and the tradition and sharing it. And when that was over, everybody was hugging each other and thanking each other. And, you can't, I, like I it's said, therapy. I don't know. I mean, it really is. It and it's rewarding. It's, yeah. it's so rewarding for, for me and any, anybody that does that. If you get a chance, I would say, please, do yourself a favor. It, you'll get more out of it than you ever imagined. 
Now, where in the world, Colorado Buck, where's the weirdest place, your furthest remote place that you've gone to, to hunt? Well, how, how long is this show? <laughs> <laughs> I've, I've uh, like I said, it's, it's, I've been very, very blessed. We have filmed in over 70 countries. Wow. And uh, I've seen some incredible, credible things. I've seen enough things to tell you that we live in the greatest country on this planet. And I can, I can tell you that, that God shed his grace on us in this country. I've been in enough countries when you get off the plane, you want to bend over and kiss the ground <laughs> before you start walking. Uh, I've been to, uh, I've gotten to some situations in Cameroon that was very dangerous uh, in Russia. Believe it or not, just right here close in Mexico, it's one of the most dangerous places. So those are things that stand out. But some of the, the memories of the game that I, I've, I've hunted and stuff, remember, I grew up with just my mama. Right. And, and to live a life and do what I've done, there's – how how would you ever think that you could do that? Right. I don't. I mean, it's just it's just a. How can you even dream it? I dreamed it, but in this year, and you made it so. It's so um, there's not really what people say. What's what's your most re- rewarding or biggest game or something? And at this stage in the game, I can't. There's not one. Yeah. You know, I did. I, I was very lucky and fortunate to take the the longest curled stone sheep to ever come out of the Yukon territories. I took the world record hog deer out of. Um, uh, southern Australia. Mm. I, I hunted in several parks. Had a lot to do with uh, elephant hunts, elephant management, and being able to share the message of why we do hunt elephant, why we need to hunt elephant. And it, it was very, very positive. It was just, you know, the other thing that we can do with these this tool, this TV program, right? But it's a tool is to educate with it, you know, and share share the truth mm. rather than what you you think, but just share share it as it is. And um, and just just be a part of or any organization that I believe in that I can help give back to, which is like the Mule Deer Foundation. This this honestly is my my favorite of them all, and I tell people that and I, I, with a with a open heart. There's no you sit. I go to a lot of conventions, and you sit up and you watch these aisles up and down, and you watch the average age class, and you look at the prices of things, and they're all over the place, and it doesn't matter which convention you go to until you come to this convention. To the Western Hunting and Conservation Expo. Yes, What's yes. so different? What's so different? You're sitting here with me. Take a look up and down these aisles with me. How many kids do you see here? There's a lot. lot There's a lot. How many How many women do you see here? A lot. How many girlfriends and boyfriends? It, it, it's a lot. It, it, the demogra- How much camo do you see on these kids? Yeah. <laughs> right? And muley flapping yeah. antlers. Yeah. Lots and lots and lots. I, you know, they ask me to come over and I sign these little, and that's so cute. And with the kids come over, I try to, I try to get pictures with them, you know, and most of them are just little bitty. So I send it out on our, on our, I call it Twitter, Pitter, Pitter, our, <laughs> social, our social media. And, I, and, and so I was, these are my biggest fans and they're all probably about three feet tall or smaller. <laughs> so just being able to engage with them, a lot of them come up and say, I've been watching your show my whole life. I said, well, good. How old are you? You're like five. <laughs> uh, and it's neat. It really is neat. And I've watched just the Mule Deer Foundation, what, what they've done, I've seen their, their money go back on the ground, the, the projects that they, they, they actually take the money and they put it back where it does the most good. And that's something I'm, I've helped them with. I, I think so much of the organization and the people involved with the Mule Deer Foundation, I've got to know them firsthand. They're literally, honestly, like family. And I've tried to promote I've run uh, endorsements on the TV show for I don't even know how many years and, and invited people to join me and my fellow members. You become a member yourself, and I hope that anybody listening uh, takes that opportunity and does it. 
I've created a rifle that answers everything I've run into as a problem around the world. I built a rifle that answered the problem. And then in, I had the Mule Deer Foundation logo engraved on that rifle. Oh, that's great. So no matter, and we're selling them all over. We're that's selling them great. Australia, Africa, everywhere, but that Mule Deer Foundation's yep. on that. That's very cool. We're well, selling them in places people don't know what Mule Deer is. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, yeah, well. just, just being a part of this is I'm proud to be a part well, of it. Well, we really appreciate that for sure. Yeah. We, thank you. For oh, and we're really appreciative that you used your platform that you've built from, like you said, humble beginnings to advocate for giving back. Yes, sir. To advocate for equal opportunity, to advocate for our hunting heritage, you know, yeah. the, the things that we sometimes take for granted and, and exactly. you know, give that back whether it's one person, one child, one acre at a time, because we have to take care of what, what's, what we've been left. Yes, sir. So. Yeah, absolutely right. Well, we appreciate your time, Colorado Buck. Thank you so much for, for being here. Thanks for all you do for Mule Deer Foundation. Hope you have a great west of your, uh, rest of your Western Hunting and Conservation Expo as well. It's a great show. Yeah, thank you, Buck. Absolutely, Jody. Thank you for thank having you. me. Great, Steve. Appreciate great. you guys so much. I'm Jody Stemler. And I'm Steve Belinda. Until we talk to you. Thank you very much. Where in the world is Colorado Buck? Well, during the Western Hunting and Conservation Expo, we know where he'll be. You can meet Colorado Buck at the Mule Deer Foundation booth on Friday, February 15th at 11 a.m. and again on Saturday, February 16th at 1 p.m. More details about the show schedule are available at the website www.huntexpo.com or on the Hunt Expo app. We hope to see you at the Hunt Expo. Thanks for talking mule deer with Steve Belinda and Jody Stemmler. The Mule Deer Foundation is the only conservation group in North America dedicated to restoring, improving, and protecting mule deer and black-tailed deer and their habitat. MDF is a strong voice for hunters in access, wildlife management, and conservation policy issues. To find out more, visit www.muledeer.org and stay tuned for the next episode of Talking Mule Deer.